0: Hello and welcome to episode 142 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off, because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to remind you he's made three tons, Mick. (laughs) Those playing at home, that was three tons and six bats. And our first (laughs) co-host is the man voted least likely to put his head under the water at the beach. Welcome, Alex.
1: Hi, fellas. Um,
0: Still got swimmers here. So (laughs) just working through that. Uh, next up, the man voted most likely to miss the podcast because he nearly went to bed. Welcome,
1: David.
2: G'day. You know, I probably should have gone to bed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> looks like he should have gone to bed too, just on the Zoom call. Uh, no no offence.
0: Nothing i And finally, the man voted least likely to teach his son that you can't use a shovel on concrete. Welcome, Ross.
3: <laughs> Hello, everyone. Good to be here. Um, just, uh, Are you happy it's over, Mick?
0: The BBL, I'm very fucking happy. It's, well, it's not <laughs> quite over. Not quite over. Yeah, you get I'm two days this, off though. I'm happy the season is over. That was, uh, it was a big day yesterday working through the games and doing all the votes for the Camborgas. So, yeah, fucking Barathon. Now I know how Steve Monagetti felt after all those Commonwealth games. Jesus... <laughs> Um, all righty. So welcome one and all to the Frederick Carroll Sock Company Studios. This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises. So we will kick off with the most important thing that has happened in the last uh, couple of weeks since we recorded our last podcast. And that is the fourth test between Australia and India at the Gabba. So, um, this was the test. Uh, this was the decider. The test was tied at this point with one all and a draw so um we the australians when i say we the australians headed up to the gabbertois as people like to call it and um this is this would go on to be i think is it we hadn't lost there in 30 years or something like that yep yep Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so um tim payne won the toss and elected to bat um so the Aussies get robbed for 369. Um, top scorer would be Marnus with 108. Uh, the skipper Tim Payne would get himself 50. Cam Green would get 47, and Matty Wade would get 45. Now back in the middle of the order. Um, so there was a lot of loose shots in this innings. It's nice to say um, Warner. Uh, wade i think harris has got a really good one so that just happened you know nah he shot was fucking pretty bad as well who's <laughs> that um, flickered to square leg was wow. that that it is? yeah that was yeah. That one. yeah yeah i'm pretty biased but i can't be that fucking biased um <laughs> so but yeah like Some i think
3: steve's missed crap shot too
0: yes yeah which is not what you want from the blake's meant to be your best batsman but obviously Marnus is trying to uh come in on that crown at the moment but um so yeah, the the Aussie's got three sixty nine, but really, if those blokes had a batted, have batted, yeah, like Ross says, if those blokes had a batted the way they should have batted, we would have been um well over four hundred, um, and that would come back to bite us by the end of this test match. So um, with the ball, uh, was that? Oh, I'm really bad at pronouncing these names, so I apologize in advance. Nada is it Nada? How do you spell? How do you pronounce his name? Nada Jean. Natarajan Natarajan, sorry There's, a, there's yeah. so many A's in it Natarajan So he got three for 78 So was he the one That was the left arm bloke That was just in the nets To replicate Mitchell Stark And got a gig Because everyone fell over uh,
3: Yes
2: Yes, I think yes. so yeah, well,
3: It sort of did better Than Mitchell Stark Yeah it was.
0: <laughs> In one
2: test The apprentice
3: Becomes the master <laughs> Intriguing uh.
0: So, also, there was uh, Washington Sundar who came in to replace uh, Ravi Ashwin. He was the spinner. He took three for 89. And um, Sandal Thucker from the – been playing in the ODIs, who had been kept out as part of the squad just to beef up the numbers, took three for 98. So, so, yeah, there was some pretty good bowling there by those boys, especially considering that they're all part of what is classed as the second Indian attack. They're not really part of the – Full strength A grade attack that most people think of. So they uh, they did a pretty good job, it's fair to say. Yes, Roscoe.
3: Yep. Uh, that um, stat that uh, was bended about a bit was before that test, those bowlers had taken 13 test wickets amongst them. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah. Just- like it's not many? Really. No, not many. If any? Yeah. Like Joe Manny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He hasn't well, got many test wickets. He might have zero in fact.
1: <laughs> I was <laughs> going to on say that sure. that group has got more test wickets than Joe yeah. Manny. So. <laughs>
3: How many test wickets do you have? Not many. If
1: any. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's the first time anyone's done that, Joe. I reckon. I have to that's make. an original. We're going to we're gonna yeah. Stand,
3: yeah. Yeah, take a patent out on that, put on the internet and say, no, you can't copy that because we put this out first.
1: He has Sound one joke. test wicket there we go. Mm. At an average of 85
3: Who's the unlucky sod Who went out to Joe Menno I <laughs> well, no idea oh, It'll be a South It'll African crap. Like the number of, Yeah, South African number 11 so. It'll be Quentin the the Michael, Just throwing his wicket away <laughs> Dale Stane <Stein. laughs>
0: Alrighty, so uh, the Indians Would go in to have a maybe, bad name. Maybe Fernan,
3: Fernand <laughs> Valanda <laughs>
0: In the Indian first innings, they would make 336 to trail by 33 runs. Um, it was uh, the man of the moment. Uh, Thacker would also get 67 and Washington Sundar would get 62. So they had, they had a real wag in their tail. The Aussies were looking really good for a while there and the tail wagged very hard. At the top of the order, but the uh, reintroduction of a Rohit Sharma who came in, I think he'd been injured. He'd missed the first uh, three of these tests. He made 44 and reminded everyone why he was keeping guys like Shubman Gill and that out of the test side before his injury. So... Um, Big Josh, Big Noni, Josh Hazelwood took a fifer in the first inning. So he got 5-57. for 57. Um, Mitch Stark would get 2 for 88. And Paddy Cummings would get 2 for 94. So um, we'll talk about this. We can probably talk about this in the second Indian, Indian innings as well. But the reality of it is is that um, the Australian bowling for being the best bowling attack in the world seemed to have um, one plan. And it was plan A and then it was plan 1A, and it was exactly the fucking same thing. <laughs> they just – it was like either – it was just bowl short at the tail, and when the, then these guys in the tail decided to play some fucking shots. They didn't really have much answer to them, um, which is the age-old thing. You which might always, recall – Yeah, go, Roscoe. Uh,
3: sorry, Mick. You might recall they did that against Stuart Broad at the MCG three yep. seasons ago, and he made a 50, and he can't bat anymore because he's scared.
0: So um, the one thing that everyone on the commentary did point out – over and over and over again, was that Washington Sundar actually opens the batting for his um, first class club? <laughs> so when he plays first class cricket, he opens the batting there. So that's why he, you can't bolt him like that because he's a, he's a first class opening batsman. So
3: do but, you think that the Australian cricket team knew this? Did they have Foxtel uh, on in the in the sheds or yeah. not?
1: They need oh, to. Instead Justin of
3: Langer's get, mates telling him this. All instead of getting fucking.
1: Tested. Steve War involved to bowl yes. fucking Nuries. They should get Skull in no with his fucking notepads and yeah. notebooks
3: yes. and just get
1: him in for 20 minutes. What do you want us to pay you for 20 minutes, mate? I'll give you a hundred bucks for 20 minutes. Just give us access to your notebook on the yeah. players that we might play. Seems weird. Yeah. It just reminds me of the old story you used to
0: always hear. Maybe, like, I'm showing my age here, but you used to always hear the story that whenever David Sake used to come out to bat for Victoria or, you know, he opens the batting at Premier Cricket, you know, he goes all right <laughs> with the bat, David Sake. You can't sleep on him. And then he go out there and like just belt a couple and go out. So, yeah. but, but, um, I yes. think
3: what um, Australia should do is uh, stop bowling part-timers. They never take wickets and just stick with the four <laughs> bowlers and try and grind those four primary bowlers into the dirt. Yeah. And even if they're not going so well, just stick with them regardless. <laughs> I don't think you should ever change bowlers. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: If you got a plan, just stick to it. If that bloke has yeah, to bowl yeah. 10 overs and the next yeah. bloke bowls eight overs, just do it. Yeah. Don't worry about what happens. Yeah. Just
3: do it. And you he saw that with the batting. It's like Joe Burns is the incumbent. No, I don't care if he's in the world's worst form. He's yeah. got to play. Uh, yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, yeah. Very so, rigid. Yeah, very much so. So um, we had the Australian second innings, which unfortunately um, this test is the scores just keep going down and down by each innings until the Indian final innings. But well, we got the Australians got rolled for 294. Um, they were very aggressive at the start. Um, Warner and Harris actually scored at a pretty good rate. Um, Steve Smith will get 55. Warner will get 48 and Harris will get 38. But um, they lost a few cheap wickets in the middle while they were trying to really up the ante and didn't do much. They seemed to, I know. Like in in hindsight, it's easy to say, "Oh, they should have batted longer," but they couldn't because they went out. But it did feel like they d- they took too long to declare. Like, um, mm. it just, I know in the end they they batted all ten overs, all ten wickets. Sorry, which didn't seem to make a great deal of sense. But that was, but I suppose they I needed think- to in the end because they needed to get some fucking mm. runs to really actually try and force the um, issue with the uh, Indian boys. so
3: I hate to go back to, um, you know, that was 20 plus years ago, but um, Mark Taylor used to always give him no chance. We'd declare yeah. 450 in front.
1: It wasn't he always prepared to lose a test match to win it though? Isn't that nah, his history? Nah,
3: I reckon oh, he was more. Well, he was hey, more... we're fifty
1: up. Well, that, uh, you know, give nah, him a that, chance no, to win no, it. That, oh, that, man, that that can was, roll him for forty nine. That, that was
3: Steve Waugh That was Steve War.
0: No, I'm with Alex D4. on this. I reckon that's a that's a yeah, Mark I it started one. In a... Yeah, Mark War started that. Mark I think Taylor AB was Taylor. a grind, grind him into the ground, bloke. And Mark, Mark, not Mark. Well, Mark Taylor was the yeah. I'm prepared to lose if it means we can Oh, win. okay. I
1: thought he revolution. Well, that's what Wardy fucking says all yeah, the time anyway. Yeah, but that's because right. he, he loves
0: Tommy.
1: Also, oh, Wardy said we should have declared two hundred and fifty in front, or at yeah. two hundred and fifty. Yeah, the back back peddling. Like, yeah, back
0: peddling. think you should have a mirror on your fucking yeah. rookie bedroom. <laughs> so fucking.
3: Mark Taylor would always give him heaps of runs. He wasn't, you know, setting okay. sporting declarations by three hundred and fifty. He was setting impossible targets like four hundred and fifty. Yeah. And. And then he would give himself four sessions, and he had McGrath and Warner bowl him out. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, he could have, um, uh, you know, set less and achieved it. But he, he did. He didn't make the target sporting. Generally, he yeah, gave. Yeah. They made enough runs generally that he would declare a long way in front. He didn't declare his, you know three eighty give him half a sniff or something. No, it What's, wasn't like that. Well, to get the 380 and, or yeah.
0: 400, Tim Payne wouldn't need 15 batting wickets in this one. So. Uh,
3: yeah. this, um, this approach, sorry to go on about it again, but you might recall uh, when Australia toured India, the, the series where Maxwell made a ton
4: Yeah,
3: played some tests, there was a test there where Australia bowled. It was a draw, but Australia bowled for like two days solid and India drew the test match. And they didn't bowl anyone but the four primary bowlers for two whole days. You know, they bowled like, you know, 38 overs each. Yeah. And they didn't bowl a single part-timer. Uh, Steve Smith was obviously captain, Glenn Maxwell, I think, would have been the team. Or there was, you know, Dave Warner used to bowl back then. Not, they didn't even bowl a single over. It was just the four primary bowlers bowled. And it's like that mentality that Steve Smith, to me, brought to the team uh, has just stuck. Um, uh, the Michael Clark was a big one on being like Tubby and throwing the ball around. Mike Hussey getting test wickets, stumping yeah. as a test wicket, okay. uh, Dave Warner bowling, things like that. Uh, bowling himself Michael Clark. Matty Wade. <laughs> yeah, Matty Wade. Uh, yeah, Phil Hughes taking the gloves, all sorts he'd do, you know, lots of part-timers having a bowl. Um, but nah, Steve Smith and now Tim Payne. I don't know what it is. Just give these blokes send down dogs as if Rish Bar Punt in Sydney wouldn't have hold out. I know he hold out for 97, but if you if brought Steve Smith on when he was about fifties, if he wouldn't have tried to hit six sixes or something, yeah. got caught on the fence, third goer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe Englishman part's just better than us. <laughs> all
3: right. I'm not dead You know now, what I, mean? yeah. I just, I don't get the idea of, it's a known cricket thing to buy a wicket or a partnership break. if you want to yeah, do yeah. it. getting someone to bowl a bit of fruit and the, the batsmen get overconfident or whatever and get out. Happens all the time.
1: I wonder if it's like um, the old, that's the wisdom or, con- or not? Well, con- maybe conventional wisdom that you can buy a wicket with a part-time. I mm. wonder what the numbers are actually like with part-time bowling, whether it does bring a wicket or not. Mm. Um, I don't know. It might be similar to, like, oh, the left-hand, right-hand combination is always harder mm. to bowl at. And then, you know, <laughs> someone did the fucking numbers and, you know, the <laughs> eye cricket anyway, it's exactly the same. You're yeah. better off putting a left-hander and a left-hander mm. together than a left hand and right
3: hand. It's hard to explain then why Hashim Amla has ever bowled in Test cricket.
1: <laughs> oh, look, no, no, no. People do things because, you know, it.
3: Yeah, gut feel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, it, you know, we have seen the. Brewing them because they're special. You know, do we remember the time um, Steve Smith bowled four overs and nothing happened except he went it four and over and it was completely meaningless? Do oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes, David.
2: I don't want to get into sort of Tip Madsley territory here, where we start talking about pitches. But it is a sad state of affairs in Test cricket when a team can bat for four sessions on days four and five twice in a row and draw or win Test matches. It's it is an indictment on the fact that the pitch doesn't break up anymore. You know, no one should ever be chasing 350 in the last innings of a Test match. You know, once you get 350, 360 ahead, you should have won that game. You know what I mean? It should be a once. Every ten years scenario, not you know twice in a series it's i don 't know it, to me it 's just wrong, and it just goes back to the fact that it 's a batsman 's game, and you know a pitch now on the day five doesn 't turn at all Nathan Lyon got hardly any purchase at all. Yeah. there was no footmarks it didn't really crack you know even sydney didn 't do anything on the day five four and five it's just to me it 's wrong the way that the pitches are now just so flat and so put together and held together that nothing ever goes like there's no cracks anymore. Remember the old days at the wacker when they would just be fucking cracks a mile wide, and now it's just like you can just bat forever. You can bat six, seven, eight days if you wanted to. It's yeah. anyway that's my thing. You should you should never be able to chase three fifty, three sixty. It should be once every
0: decade. Yeah, agreed. So I'll just quickly finish off on what happened in the rest of this test match. Then we'll go into some more talk about some of the problems with what's happened across this series. So um, just to finish it off. So Mohammed Shiraj would take five for 73 in the Australian second innings. um, And our man fucker would take four for 61. So uh, he had a a day out. I don't know how the fuck he wasn't man of the match, but he wasn't. Um, So in the second innings, the Aussies would have set the, had set the Indians 338, sorry, 328 for victory. Um, and they got it seven down. They passed the three. They got seven for 329. Um, Shubman Gill got 91 at the top of the innings and uh, Rishba Park got 89 red. Paddy Cummins would take four for... 4 for 55 and Nathan Lyon would take 2 for 85 so uh, you win the Test they win the Series 2-1 and reclaim the Border Gavaskar Trophy uh, man of the match as mentioned was Risbar Punt I think my man Thucker was a bit fucking stiff there mm. poor, poor fucker um, and <laughs> man of the series was Pat Cummins which I think he's probably I know he bowled well and everything but when you're a bowler and your team lose it's pretty uh, Yeah, it was one of the weirdest I, I was a little bit surprised by that one as yeah. well but to be fair a,
2: he was doing the lion's share of fucking oh, three bowlers because Nathan yeah, didn't do anything yeah. Fucking stuck
1: into it in the Oh, Agreed, but like you are you lost a series at home and you're yeah. a bowler, which people, like you said, we, we, you never really win man of the series as a bowler. Jeez, lucky but, man. Um, yeah,
0: so um, for that point, as we know, it's part of the ICC test Relati um, Dar system that they have. So uh, the Indians got 30 points and the Aussies got none because there's none of these fucking one point for the team sheet stuff. So um, let's touch on some. We've touched on a little bit, but let's further touch on some of the topics from this test match. Now, I'm going to have a little bit of a rant here, which falls into what Ross and David—not what mainly what Ross was talking about—but it does um affect um all of the test match. I think it's Tim Payne's captaincy slash because we like to blame Timothy for this, but it is also slash Justin Langer's fucking coaching as well. So I think. Now, when we talk about, like we talk about Tubby and we talk about Steve Warren, we talk about all these guys and that, the difference personally, and I, I may be wrong and I'll wear it if I, if people believe I'm wrong, but I think those guys were captains who had coaches and all that type of stuff. I feel that Tim Payne is Justin Langer's proxy and Justin Langer is coming up with all these fucking plans and Tim Payne is just out there. Execute him. He's like a supervisor. He's not actually fucking captain. He and it's. I think that's the reason you don't see as many part-time bowlers getting bowled. I think it's the reason you see things like you just see Paddy Cummins bowls eight overs and get taken off. And the next bite gets bowled on, and it seems to be the same things happening over and over and over and over again. And I think he's Langer's a very regimented and has a. It's a it's a football term, but he has a system, and he's a system coach and Tim Payne opposed to being a system quarterback as what they love to call in the NFL. He's a system captain and he just is doing what is being handed down to him from Langer and the rest of the coaching staff. And quite frankly, in these last two fucking tests, that whole group as a whole fucking got it wrong. And that is my opinion (laughs) on that. What
1: does everybody else think? So, Alex. I did rant to you guys offline, I think, about people criticising the... Look, I don't think it was captain or coach that well for the series, the Australian team. I think India did a far better job. But a lot of pundits criticised and just said you did a bad job. So can you let us know what your thoughts on like? I, I know the short pitch bowling. And stuff. Is there anything else that um, you think Tim Payne and Langer, Proxy, whoever's making the call in the shots, could do better? Well, I think like I
0: think well, you, the main one is the bowling was really bad, and the plans are really bad. Like just bowling short and assuming everyone's going to be fucking scared is dumb. Because it's not—that's not the fucking case. Assuming that the Indians, because all they faced in India is spin bowling. Did you see the fucking depth of fucking fast bowlers they brought to Australia and just beat us with? They've got more fast, good fast bowlers in their first-class system than we have, and we're meant to be the fucking first-class farmyard full of all these first-class fast bowlers just roaming free, free range around a fucking Australia. We catch like a Brumby. wild like brumbies oh, Mick. We go fuck. up to oh, the Brumby. islands, and they're like pulling out. They, they had a bloke who was bought just bought over just because his left arm and bowled to be like Mitch Stark. Took fucking foot like these. Oh, sorry, four but These guys like they're not they're not bred to be scared of short bowling anymore. So one, yeah, that's that was a really bad aspect of it, and they got found out by it because then guys like Pant and Gill and that were just going hitting them everywhere and getting the runs. The other thing like, and I know he can't be fully blamed for this because he relies on some of his other teammates, but at some point the bloke behind the stumps, who can't see where the ball hits the guy on the pads. Can't be in charge of fucking DRS and LBWs. It is fucking dumb. There should be the problem. The other problem, you know, the other problem is with this, Fucking thing they do, as I get angrier and angrier, is they put fast bowlers at fucking mid off, mid on. Those no, cunts yeah. think everything's fucking out. They're not the right people <laughs> to fucking ask either.
3: Time like, for Dave Warner to go oh, back to mid off.
0: They just—they need a—they <laughs> need a batsman at mid off. That's all they fucking need. Because batsmen go, oh yeah, I don't know about that one. But these yeah, fast he's just bowlers, behind the fast bowler oh, clean, these fast no, bowlers no, no, no. are just going, Fucking everything's out. Fucking. Fucking T-Sign everywhere. Let's fucking <laughs> review them all. Like, it's just ridiculous. And Payne can't be fully blamed for that. But in the long run, he does make the say, which is why he wears the flack, rightly or wrongly. Yes, Alan. I think on that,
1: I, um, as usual, I can't quote the person on Twitter or something. But they were saying that, I'm not. Sure, it was sort of this funny joke tweet or something. But yeah. um, it's a smart idea to always review LBWs when there's three reviews and you've got the umpires call to back you up. Yeah, yeah. If the like, if we, you know, if you're trying to get the person out, and the umpire said out. Well, oh, sorry, said not out. Well, then you anyway. Yeah. So you get that review back. It's a, too many reviews, I think. I think because they've got local umpires, they've made that concession of the extra review. But I think it's ruined a little bit of what's yeah, I actually. I think that raises yeah. a fair point. Like yeah, because. it... They don't, they're not,
0: they're not, they're not as rare a gem as they were. Yeah, yeah. People just ago. can like you know, I think Tip like yeah. Payne's
1: doing that because mm. there's probably like, you know, a 30% chance that you won't lose your review because it'll be an yeah. umpire's call. Yeah. So yeah, either well, think, get rid of the umpire's call or yeah. get rid of one review. Maybe, but you no know, what? I
0: can live with the getting the LBW ones wrong because sometimes it's hard to tell how much the ball's moved and all that. The one that gets me is he is. And, it's not, and this goes more to him, is the amount of ones that they were going up for edges and stuff and getting wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Or like Marnus and Wade are in close, going, oh, <laughs> he smashed it. No, you didn't smash it, you <laughs> yeah, two never trust
1: Marnus on Oh, just the worst Oh, one.
0: Marnus, oh. Did, you, did you see the one where he was the only one who went up but he was as loud yeah. as about 15 people? It's like, what are you yeah, doing, mate?
3: <laughs> He's standing at that pad or short leg or whatever. Yeah. He's near the bat and. The bloke missed the ball by a metre. And yeah. he's there with his arm up in the air going, ah! No. Oh!
1: It was nearly <laughs> a wide. It was that short. Like, the
3: umpire was probably like, "Oh, it Nah, it's probably... And they got this single cam shot of him just by himself. when <laughs> he's like, arm oh, up. Then he's going, like, ooh, that was close. And then they showed the other angle. So it wasn't even fucking close, mate. Yeah. You're standing about eight metres from the bat. <laughs> but um, and I think just... I think the
0: reality was is they just pain got extremely frustrated and the whole, like we trust on the other test, but the, the sledge and the bullshit behind the stumps just didn't fucking work. Like yeah. it's not like, and the thing it, and problem now too, is it's like, it's not the 1980s you're on the stump mark. So you can't just call him fucking dirtbag prick and stuff like that. Cause you can't <laughs> fucking say it. But um, that, that just showed a frustration more than anything. It showed that he was yeah. starting to lose his composure. And Langer did the same thing when he got questions about, about Mitchell Stark's inclusion, in the in the press conference and his response was, Well who would have you picked? It's like mate, you're not fucking eight years old, cunt. Fucking answer like an adult and say we believe that he's in our best eleven, so we picked him. That's all you gotta fucking say. That's never wrong, mate.
2: That's his problem. He's never wrong. And he can never be challenged or questioned. He's a fucking child. And that's it showed (laughs) on
1: the test documentary. It did show and I'll guarantee you there was some things they didn't include because of you know, they, everyone had to okay it. It yeah. would have been a back and forth, but Jesus stuff where, you know, you can tell he's not, he doesn't take the feedback well at all. Yeah. And needs to go away for... You know, a period of time, come back and realize what people are saying to him is right and not, you know, be defensive about it, which is often interesting as a head coach.
0: Yeah, mate, I bring it up all the time and this will be like the seventh podcast in a row since we've watched the test. I've said it. (laughs) The only part of the test you've got to watch to get what Lang is really all about is the one. I think it's the second episode, maybe that's got Usman in it and he sits there and he's got a grin on his face like Jack Nicholson in the fucking 1989 Batman movie going, I fucking love it when Usman challenges me with his eyes popping out of (laughs) his head." No, you don't mate. No one is believing you. No one is, that fake smile is about to crack your fucking face open. Your eyes are bursting out like Christopher Lloyd in Roger Rabbit. Like you're, you are fucking no one believes that you like to be challenged, mate. We've watched you play cricket. We've watched your little angry man syndrome fucking chesting fucking fastballs and all that because you're not happy. No one believes you when you say you enjoy feedback and you like to be challenged. No one fucking <laughs> believes that, mate.
1: No one. The only concession I'll give him is maybe he gets the piece of advice and then 10 days later he likes it. Maybe that's where he's coming from. But definitely not when he gets a piece of advice. He doesn't like it straight away. He maybe when he goes away and thinks about it. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, so the other thing. So
0: we'll move on from that. But like obviously, yeah. <laughs> my my opinion on like as I, I, I don't think I don't. The thing about like I'll just I will move on in a second. I don't think Pat Payne's necessarily a bad, Captain. But I don't think he's a good one either. I just yeah, think he. Yeah, yeah. I just think he's. A captain doing the job. Like I said, he's a system quarterback. They've just they've put him in there because he can do the job and he can do what Langer and that want. So he's doing it. So does he deserve to be sacked? No, I don't think he deserves to be sacked. But I think the minute they do find someone who is a true successor to him and has played about fifteen tests, he'll be on. He should be on his way. Yeah, that's yeah. just personally. That's just my opinion. That's what I think.
3: And so, what about I guess, um...
0: yes? Sorry, uh, we'll go David first, then Ross. Yes,
2: David i was just going to say. I guess we should say, "Well played, India" as well. I mean, they. Yeah, well,
0: that's 100.
3: We
2: talk yeah. about all our faults and what we did wrong, <laughs> yeah. but they just, you know, they obviously played yeah. really well. So, well done to yeah. those pricks. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: like what I said about the bowling lineup. up I think we still have the number one bowling lineup up in the world. India yeah. is just better. Uh, yeah, better at batting than our bowling is. They're I think we have two, batting. and I, th-
0: I think India have one and three from fucking what we've seen. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: but I still look at like you know I still rate yeah. Nathan Lyon a bit higher than Ashwin. And oh no, we've Minos, got a very good. They outplay this absolutely, and their batsmen are just better than our bowlers, and they showed it Who would have through the series.
3: That with um, a population of billion or more and 38 first-class teams. 38 first-class teams. 38 that, that has some depth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and, well, um,
0: yes, keep going, Ross. Yes, sorry.
3: Mate. There yeah. was something else and I've forgotten it now. Yeah.
0: Sorry, buddy. It's okay, mate. i forgive yeah. you. So that. my next topic I have, which we've touched on, was the depth of the Indian bowling and the class that they actually showed as a bowling unit. So right under those boys. Um, so the next thing we've got on my... which Carries back into what we we're just talking about is um, what the fuck do we do with Mitch Stark? Is the question?
3: Oh, I've got, got a good him? solution here. here, and the solution right, is there. yeah, his solution is what they did in the twenty nineteen Ashes. Don't play him till the second last test. <laughs> He's been, no, no, I've never seen stats like this before, but uh, one of the. Newspaper articles I read had his stats across the series, and he averages like 22 in the first test, 25 in the second test. Well, the third, fourth, and fifth test, he's averaging nearly 50. Yeah. Yeah. so, so it's, there's
2: it's, always a fucking issue, too. Like the run ups are no good, uh, or his shoes oh, are fucked, fuck or
3: fuck yeah, <laughs> in
2: Brisbane, <laughs> every ball, yeah, lose points, he loses points, he just points at the, and the hole, run yeah. yeah, just mm. fucking
0: bowl,
1: yeah. man. Everyone's got a bowl in right? it. I He's not he... Robinson Caruso with that. Nathan Lyon got him to tamp down the edge of the pitch. Because yeah, his run-up was... You're a spinner. Yeah. Your bowl You 90% You're of your run-up is you walking. Yeah. <laughs> you can't fuck... Ridiculous shit. Ah! Oh. But even the stuck one,
0: there's only two left-arm bowlers in this side. Mm-hmm. So how much of that side of the wicket was really
1: getting fucking uh... roughed up? Like... Oh, yeah. I I reckon he's probably just mentally fucked. Yeah. yeah. The
3: um the thing you've got Jim Pattinson who everyone goes on But oh he's the best bowler not getting a game. Like that's mm. a crock of shit. Look at some of those Indian players who don't get yeah, a game. We're well, like, they're like, like they're... Yeah, ninth and tenth in the packing order. <laughs> you know, or he's to be the best bowler in world career. Geez, Australian commentators talk some shit. I'm not sure we've got the best bowling attack. India's probably got the top four, then someone else, then Australia. Yeah, New Zealand's
2: is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. England just isn't going really that far. bad yeah, either. England's still alright yeah. until Sam bloody Blackcurrant plays, but yeah, otherwise... Yeah. Oh, and
1: if anyone... I reckon um, Headstock reckons he's fucking good and all that. Uh, I don't know, <laughs> mate. Normally I agree with him a bit, but Sam uh, Current is just... He
0: can't even drive himself to the fucking ground, mate. He's on the train. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: When you've got a fucking... <laughs> Peaky blinders, haircut, playing oh, test cricket. You he's
1: fuck off. literally <laughs> like porridge with no honey in it. That's yeah, what he is.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Plain <laughs> white rice
1: is what he is.
3: <laughs> porridge. Yeah. Yeah. for breakfast. I think Tasteless. The, the thing about the four-man Australian attack is they seldom change it. They don't change yeah. it very often. And how did we win the 2019 Ashes? By not playing Mitchell Stark. Yeah. Peter or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Peter Siddle, James Pattinson playing. Uh, Hazelwood not playing the first test. Hazelwood has a similar um, pattern uh, with his figures across the four- and five-match series as Stark. It gets more expensive as the series goes on. Mm. It's fine. It seems like to me, that to do your data analytics, which is a big part of cricket now, you yeah. would say, oh, hang on, we're not going to bowl these blokes into the ground. We're going to play them uh, yeah. two out of the four, one-on-one-off. And I yeah, one we'll know save- it's hard. Well, just bowl them inc- while they're bowling well, and if they start bowling shit,
2: fuck
4: them <laughs>
3: off. Yeah, that was – and like and also, but they, they went into the 2019 Ashes with a plan. They had yeah. – um, what's his name? Patterson was only going to bowl, and they fucked it up and lost the last test at the Oval. Pattinson was it was clearly a plan. He was going to play test one, three, and five. Yeah. And, um, and Cummins was going to play all of them, and then um, Siddle and Hazelwood were the steady guy, and they were going to – Alternate, yeah. which they did, and they pretty much stuck to it. Just uh, they brought Stark in for the last two. In the end, uh, they need to get their um, heads around. Well, they, they already done it once, and I know it's different. It's in England, and but it seems like the country of Australia is just like now. Nah, all the pitches are saying, "Don't yeah. break up." Well, These are yeah. best ball bowlers. The assumption just, they'll just yeah. win. I
1: think. Yeah, That's, yeah, we'll just uh,
3: yeah. win in Australia. We'll make four fifty bat first win. You know, no, like just put some more planning mm-hmm. into it. it. Stark and Patterson should have alternated. Adelaide for Stark with the pink ball, in the MCG, Stark of the SCG, Pattinson the Gabba. It's yeah, the one you don't want to lose,
2: isn't it? Because they're so fucking
3: shit in Australia, yeah. India, and
2: twice <laughs> now they've beaten us. It's the yeah. one that you fucking yeah. hate losing.
0: Yes, Alex, you had your, you had a point.
1: Uh, it was going to be a fact correction. We didn't oh, okay. win the Ashes in. in no, we to retained, retained,
0: retained them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> we didn't lose them, is what happened over there. So. Yeah. the best result possible, right, not that's losing. Like, <laughs> that's how you win World Cups, mate. You just,
2: yeah, you know, yeah, you you just don't it. lose them. <laughs> yeah. Prepared to draw tests so we
0: don't lose them. <laughs> the new, new wave of captaincy. <laughs> but um it does raise the question because when you think back to the um Steve War and the Ricky Ponding, the, the big streaks where we was at sixteen tests and all that stuff. Okay, so you got Warren and McGrath. Mm. Across those those other sixteen tests, it's it's not the same four blokes all the time. No,
2: they're, they're pretty close. close. Dagen Gillespie, Brett Lee, Fleming, Bickle, there'd be a few different ones. Yeah. They'll be, they'll be, I reckon if you went to Stadi study again, it wouldn't
0: be it wouldn't be like it is now where it's just Stuart these four blokes and no one
1: else. Like, yeah, true. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good point. That have it's, probably four or five that would go through that bottom two or the other two spots. I reckon it, it the batsmen would have the
3: same pretty much. The, the batsmen bat 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 would bat bat have pretty steady. That yeah. 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 and, and that's the usual way because usually the fast bowlers uh, that lose a bit of form when they get injured. Yeah. It's been very unusual. I think the last three summers in Australia, the only players to take a test wicket are those four. Yeah, right. might be be wrong there. The Ashes in Ashes, then New Zealand, Pakistan, and then this one. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think any part-timers, maybe it's one or two, maybe Mitch Marsh has got one. Cam Green has got one. Cam Green's never going to get get a wicket. (laughs) He's never (laughs) going to get one. I'm
0: convinced. Joe Manny will always have more wickets than Cam (laughs)
3: Green. Yeah, Joe Many got uh, Bavuma out. Ah, oh, uh, that's a good week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so we talked. We've always talked about this, but like we talking about the bowling changes and all that type of stuff. The other thing, like we mentioned before, was not enough part timers. Um, like like Steve Smith played his very first test as a leg spinner, and has <laughs> basically barely bowled fucking that much since. Like especially since Tim Payne's been in there. Manus is a is a uh, wrist spinner as well. He just I like took three or four wickets in the BBL the other night. Like, and yeah. did, oh, jeez, did that make them fucking rabbit on about how he's <laughs> not kind of rolling in the tests? But um, but you've got, like, they're, they're two good examples. You've got Warner, Wadey can yeah. roll a couple of 130k overs. Yeah. Like, fuck, for fuck's sake, let's find out what Marcus Harris does or fucking find yeah. out what someone out burn. Just, just the, get just, a bit funky.
3: Yeah, just throw uh-huh. the ball out
0: there. Like, if you're, they're, if the thing is about. Um, if you're trying to force a win or force a result, and these blokes are just, you've got your best four bowlers and they're basically just going, yep, no worries, yep, no worries, yep, no, worries. no worries. Do something weird. do Because for all yeah. you know, fucking Marnus Bowls are fucking knee-high fucking full toss that gets hit <laughs> hits down mid-wicket's throat. Yeah. Like, but that's the type yeah. of shit that happens in cricket. Like, how much How much do you see shit like that fucking happen? Yeah, all the time. So I think they I reckon, really missed the trick yeah. there. And that's part of the reason why I say Tim Payne is a system Cap them because I can tell you in their meetings at no point does Justin Lane go, Yeah, you know what, pa- painting when it gets to over 75. 75- before the new ball, let's <laughs> do something funky and throw the ball to Marcus Harris and just see what happens. Because, you know, that's not Justin Langer's personality either.
2: Yeah, he probably fucking belt him when he walks off the ground. Yeah, Why a fucking Marcus Harris ball. <laughs> on get, the, on the, get on the get on loudspeaker. The, get on the PA, yeah. yeah. Why are you bowling, Marcus Harris? Give the ball Marcus. back, fat boy. <laughs> I know I
3: know. we got an all-rounder in Cam Green, but the Marner's point's a good one because he came into the team back when we must have... Uh, must. It was a mantra uh, that we must have an all-rounder, and Bison was injured, and he came in as the... Spinning all-rounder in the UAE. Second spinner. Yeah, let should just bowl green more. Bowling for an 8-over
1: spell or a 10-over spell. Here's
3: one for you in Sydney, right? We've got um, a pace bowling all-rounder green. So, why didn't we play two spinners? Why didn't we play Swepson and Lyon? Yeah, well, that's a good question. Because you've got three pacemen with the all-rounder. Why keep putting him in the squad? Because he's
0: that's a good question as
3: well. Why, do we keep,
0: why is there blokes like Mick Ness and all that in these squads if you're not going to uh, fucking play, never play. just pick, just, injuries, just, pick tw- injuries. just pick 12 fucking blokes. Yeah, but you're in Australia. I know. Okay, you got the hub and whatever, yeah, but fucking. But
2: or, aren't all the
1: BBL teams in bubbles as well? I think it's different because of international players. and. Why don't we just stop being fucking shit?
3: Yeah, that's really The difference between BBL bubble and the test bubble, Mick, is policy makers uh, so they decided oh yeah we can sell this biosecure bubble because they have 26 players travel around together in a great I think circus I think
0: the test bubbles I think the test bubbles cream and the BBL bubbles a rainbow <laughs> <What>? of colour <laughs>
2: kaleidoscope if you will <laughs>
0: that, that's a word there we go um so lastly, before we move on from talking about this test, um, my last point here is there are lots of lippy English cunts on social media. Yes. Um, <laughs> so Michael Vaughan, mm. Kevin Peterson, just fuck off. Like, just fuck off.
2: Yeah, if you listen to this KP, fuck off, mate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fuck right
2: off. Yeah, KP. Yeah. I know you listen, pal. Yeah.
0: You want to you come out... Like, I just spent... What's my watch say? I just spent thirty seven minutes basically bagging <laughs> Tim Payne. Yep. You fucking leave you leave Tim Payne alone, KP. Yeah. You We're allowed to. He's ours. Yeah. He's not uh, yours, KP. He captained an Ashes success. Unlike yeah. you, KP, not like you, you fucking dirtbag. So <laughs> if you want to talk about
2: know. captains, you can talk about Graeme Smith, mate, or bloody Kepler <laughs> vessels. Don't be talking about our boy. <laughs>
0: And Michael Bourne, yeah, Michael Vaughan has spent the last few years in the commentary box, winning me over, and making me think he's all right. You shut the fuck up too, Michael Vaughan. I've had about fucking enough of you and your fake hair on your fucking big head. Bloody hell, mate!
2: Yeah. <laughs> and no one gives a shit about your fucking golf swing, you two. All right, so <laughs> oh, yeah, stop it putting it on Instagram, you <laughs> fucking nerds. Go and Endless get a golf. Fucking job. It's all KP does is oh, play golf. Playing golf in the snow. Who gives a fuck, mate?
0: <laughs> Since when does playing golf in the Unfollow. In the snow, fo- fucking save rhino. Sort your shit out, KP. Fucking hell, yeah. mate. That snow's probably made from rhino fucking horn.
2: Yeah. You <laughs> dog.
0: <laughs> Hypocrite. Yeah. Let's get into
2: slander territory. You're a murderer. Yeah. Go on. All oh, oh, right. of the
3: UAE. Meanwhile. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All uh, well, right, we're going to move on from that just blatant defamation lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the uh, test tour squad that was announced this this, uh, this afternoon. Uh, so this is the test tour that is going to South Africa, which overlaps with the white ball tour going to New Zealand. So the test squad is uh, Timothy Payne, who was retained the captaincy. Um, in alphabetical order, we have Sean Abbott, Alex Carey, Pat Cummins, Cameron Green, Marcus Harris, Joss Hazelwood, Travis Head has retained his spot, yeah. Moises Enriquez, Marnus Labashane, Nathan Lyon, Mick Nessa, James Pattinson, Will Pekoski, Stephen Smith, Mitchell Stark, Mark Steckity, what the feckity? It's Mark yeah. Steckity, and Mitchell Swepson, and lastly, and definitely leastly, in terms of being a human being, David Warner. is in the <laughs> spot. Um, so the big... <laughs> Let me, just one second, what, Ross. The big out there finish, is Ross. Matthew Wade in yeah.
3: the test squad. Mm. It's no surprise to me that uh, Travis Head came in because he is the SVC, mm. the spiritual vice captain. Oh. <laughs> you know, need to have one of them. You do
1: brings a lot mm. to the change room. Oh, yes. Does
2: Trav? Yes. This would be a good series after the sandpaper shit that happened. Yes. Oh, fuck. oh, it's
0: going to be fun. It's going to be fun to be David Warner and Steve Smith over there, isn't it? Fuck. Fucking no. Nice. Well,
2: isn't sure COVID no gone crowds.
1: bunter over there? So there'll be no yeah, crowds. Yeah, there'll
2: be no one. Oh, no, isn't it? Uh, well, that's a good thing that's for a Smith bluff, and guess, Warner.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah. So, as as we just mentioned, so the, the big change from the this is basically the current squad minus Matthew Wade. And I don't think Steckity was in the last test squad, but I, I'm happy to be wrong if I was wrong. But um, so what Matty Wade has made way for whoever's come coming. Um, I had a theory on this, which I mentioned to you boys in the group chat this afternoon is I believe Wadey is out to be in the ADI white ball squad. Cause he's more of a, um, m- Bigger, bigger member, he's, I can't think of the fucking word I want to use. He's a more important <laughs> member of that yeah. squad than he is of the test squad. And yep. I also believe the other, the other reason I believe he's put into that squad is because I think he'll keep if they don't take Josh Philippe because they've taken Alex Carey in the test squad mm-hmm. as the backup keeper. Yes, David. I, I think
2: now we could put to bed that T20 internationals mean fuck all. This is just more evidence of it. If you're not going to pick your best T20 international players, your David Warners, your blah, blah, blahs, uh, you shouldn't have overlapping series. So that, if you're going to have yeah, overlapping 100%. series, fucking scrap T20 international because it means fuck all now. Well, this, how this well
1: are we going to go in the world T20s Because they're soon yeah, no, and we yeah. can't play our final this, side in a yeah, uh, series. This story. is
3: hard to understand. They've said, uh, you know, Blanger said he doesn't want overlapping series and... I can't figure out why these series are overlapping. New mm. Zealand currently got no international cricket in New Zealand. Australia currently have no international cricket in Australia.
0: Yep.
3: Um, uh, maybe I know Channel Seven didn't want those New Zealand to come here for uh, some ODIs on Australia because they half the players be out of the um, uh, the BBL. BBL. Yeah. The BBL finishes on the sixth of Feb. I don't understand why we're not flying out on the 7th of Feb to go to New Zealand to play. I'm not sure why we're playing five T20s, but I think it's because we've had cancelled Chapel Adleys and cancelled this and that. So that's yeah. fair enough. Yeah. You play five ODIs, one every second day, if not um, some on consecutive days. It, there's a travel bubble between Australia and New Zealand. Like You could do it in like eight days. Yeah. I don't. I know they've been living in a bubble but it, and they don't want a break or something like that. But for goodness sake, go over there. On the eighth of Feb, do ten days in New Zealand, play the five games of cricket, come back. That'd be the eighteenth sure. of Feb. Wouldn't leave to South Africa. I don't understand. Just fucking you can... cancel them. If you if they're they catch up ones from money. COVID, just go oh, stiff shit. They're fucking gone. But but I understand that it's COVID's a bullshit excuse. Why aren't they going to New Zealand on the eighth of Feb and back mm. on the eighteenth yeah. to go to? Um, thing on the twenty second, South Africa on the twenty second. I don't get it. There's nothing happening in New Zealand. There's nothing happening in Australia. I know really? they want to break. Nothing but ever happens in New, New Zealand. Fuck just, <laughs> just, just, just load of shit. They're professional cricketers. As part of their, like, I don't have a lot of sympathy for them. Yeah. They're not living in a cage. Yeah, it's a bio bubble bullshit. You know? They're with their mates. Yeah.
1: Jeez, even I don't off, get it. I don't know. You can get sick of your mates though, Ross. Oh, they yeah, I did d- I did a little a little bit. How <laughs> did Daytona How can you get sick of that? How oh. did yeah, yeah, I thought I was the only mate no one got sick of. Oh. <laughs> I've, been, I've been
2: in a fucking bio bubble for six years doing this podcast. <laughs> <mate.
0: laughs> Why you were silent for half an hour at the start of this <laughs> yeah. podcast, mate. He's on he was on mute just sighing to himself. <laughs> <laughs> on mute. Um so one thing, I think, with this crossover thing, we'll look at a, a possible positive. Is I think you'll get to see some of these guys from the BBL, like a Josh Philippe and a Ben McDermott and all that, will get to play yeah. a bit more white ball cricket. And um, it'll be interesting to see, because I think Philippe's got a little bit of gilly about him um, in terms of the keeping <laughs> big, hard-hitting batsman, And he could possibly be a very interesting replacement for Timothy Payne instead of Alex Carey in the near Ooh. future. But we'll see how that all plays out. But, um, yeah, but anyway, so we can talk a bit more about that closer to date. But that was the test squad. So we'll, um, they're still fucking got, what, fucking nearly a month till they fly out. So they've announced that one pretty early. Um, it's just, they just want to make sure that Wadey has as bad the next few weeks as possible. So they announced <laughs> the Bison early for him. Um, so, there's still, there was a bit more international cricket around the traps. And for that, we're going to throw over to Ross. He's got a bit of uh, ODI cricket to discuss with us.
3: I do. Uh, so, um, you might remember that we're talking about Ireland's tour of the United Arab Emirates and uh, curtailed because of COVID in the UAE camp. But no such issues against Afghanistan-a-mation. They're playing three ODIs. First one, Afghanistan made 287 for nine. It was um, Gerbaz, the keeper opening. New one, I think. Not the big factor. guy. Yeah. Made 127 off 127. And then a late cameo down at number nine by Rashid Khan. 55 off 30. Oh. Pumped them up for 287. Ireland in reply. Paul Sterling. Listen to his figures as we go through the series. 39 off 40 this time. 83 to their new keeper, Lorcan Tucker, which is a great name. But Look. they fell short. 271 for nine off their 50. So that little cameo... At the end of the um, innings by Rashid Khan, 55 off 30, was critical for um, Ireland to win that Test match. Mm. Uh, sorry, that One Day International. Now, how many bowlers do you think Ireland used in that game?
2: Seven. Eleven. Five. Eight.
3: Eight. Oh, geez, eight.
2: close. Uh,
1: Fucking hell. Yeah. Seven, eight, <laughs> nine.
3: Mm. <laughs>
2: More than they've ever used in the last three test series. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
3: Uh, Righty. So, uh, second ODI. Uh, Island batted first and Paul Sterling made 128 of 132 balls. Wow, man, Paul Sterling.
0: Big, fat Paul (laughs) Sterling.
3: And um, pick of the bowlers was um, Mujib Uraman, who plays for Brisbane Heat, 346, opening the bowling. And uh, Afghanistan's take was 260 from their 50 overs. And it was um, Rahmat Shah, who probably will get a BBL contract after this. <laughs> he made 103 not out to guide him home. And I had a quick look at Muhammad Nabi. Did you know he's 36 years old?
0: Do
1: you know shit? <laughs> I thought
3: he might be older than that.
1: <laughs> Looks older. Yeah. Plays like he's 45. <laughs>
3: And Ireland uh, changed things up a bit. So this time they only used seven bowlers
1: in
3: that Uh, game. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. So then the third game was also in Abu Dhabi on uh, January 26th. Afghanistan batted first and made 266 for nine. And there's another little cameo down at number nine by Rashid Khan. He made 48 off 40. He's all over it. Yeah. Ireland only used six bowlers. That was their mistake. I think that was yeah. And Paul Sterling made another ton, 118 off 119.
0: Balls. Yeah, what a legend.
2: Oh, he's a gun. Yeah. Is he our yeah. man? Are we just
3: calling him on our man? I think we
0: jumped on him after their first test. Yeah.
3: yeah. 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 And so he made 118 as they unsuccessfully targeted 267 to win. They um, were helped by Harry Tector making 24 at number four. I just like that name. <laughs> And uh, the pick of the bowl is Rashid Khan, 4-for-29 for off nine overs. So he was man of the match. Yeah. So, So, well Ross, to him. so
0: Roscoe, um, yeah. is there, is there been... I've heard there's a couple of rumours going around that um, England have approached Paul Sterling to be ODI captain. Do you know if that's true? <laughs> <laughs> Only decent,
3: if they said Boyd Rankin's son back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, so, yes, he was the... Um, Leading run scorer for both teams, would you believe?
0: Wow. Two uh,
3: tons series. to do that, I
1: reckon. Yeah.
3: I would. Yep. yep. And so then we move on to the other exciting series that's happening. Oh, hang on, yeah. Ross.
1: Can I ask you a question? You can. Did Goldbarden play for Oh, he
3: did. I was, I was looking F-Gadis at what he was Gadis doing. Gadis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. The big like he, he himself? Yeah. Delegate, yeah, the,
1: delegate to the Afghanistan <laughs> yeah,
3: um, chapter. Oh, I think he made some runs in a game. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be the third one. Here we go. Um, yeah, he made 36 off 44. Oh, nice. Yeah, so, Gold Barden is his name.
1: Yep. He's famous for being a massive unit and mm. also diving to field a ball with the World Cup, grazing his elbow and then running off mid-over to get it sorted out. <laughs> I remember watching that game. He you got a small graze on his elbow, ran straight off the ground. <laughs> Fucking fast
3: ball. three overs, none for 23 in that game. Oh. He, he bowled fodder, as I remember. Like, yeah, yum yum. I stick there oh. for Yum yum seven foot up. <laughs> he's not even that big, he's like he's a medium sized guy. He's, he's very
0: muscular, up. but yeah.
3: uh, and then oh, um, yeah,
0: he, oh, he's the bowling bike. I know he's
3: he bowled nine overs, <laughs> one for 64 in the second oh. game. Got uh, a wicket. That's all right. That's good. Yeah, uh, got a wicket. And then um, first ODI. he how'd uh, he go? Here he made two runs. And then bowling wise, uh, oh, one for thirty-six off seven. So he's consistently the most expensive bowler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and would you believe they actually played a tour match? Um, and oh, Afghanistan won that. So basically a four-nil sweep. Yeah. Fuck
0: yeah. Not ideal for the Irish. No. No good.
3: Unlucky. No yeah, luck of them.
1: Didn't have the luck of the green.
3: <laughs> no. In so, uh, next thing that's coming up in um, Abu Dhabi is actually the Abu Dhabi T10. Oh, get around it. Yeah. And we were wondering why... Um, uh, why Ben Dunk might have quit the Melbourne Stars Halfway through a tournament Or a year and a half beyond his contract's Because he's got a contract with the uh, rich Abu Dhabi T10 Oh, fair and,
1: enough um, Money talks, Ross Yeah, that's it and Money talks, Christmas. Dunk listens
3: <laughs> <laughs> Well, in fact, the headline is That missing Christmas made up Ben Dunk's mind Over leaving Melbourne Stars I think he was disappointed that he didn't miss Christmas <laughs> oh, yeah. You had to spend it with the fans. Yeah, yeah. That's it. But if I was playing overseas, I wouldn't have to do this.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, He's trying to put business. together like one of those
0: fucking dollhouses going, if I was playing cricket, I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> on Christmas Eve,
1: fuck I it up some wrapping paper and shit. How do you make the ribbon cow? <laughs> fuck.
3: Yeah. Interesting T10 cricket because uh, each game goes for 90 minutes. There's three games a day. Play every day. You don't need a day off in between. None of that horseshit. sure? <laughs> yep, definitely. Two Turn overs is a, a bit picture. much. <laughs> yeah. Kumar Sangakkara oh. quote, T10 is a format that might be pushed forward to get cricket into the Olympics. Uh.
1: Mm, Why bother trying?
0: That's what we need, don't we?
1: No one cares that we missed the Tokyo Olympics. Do you think anyone cares? Has anyone been in tears that the Olympics didn't go ahead this year? No, Um, no one's missed it.
3: Maybe the people who trained four years for it, but I was deeply upset (laughs) that the Sydney to Hobart yacht race didn't go ahead. I mean, there's my whole open water yacht race. You just love watching blokes blokes
1: do this with pulleys, working pulleys as fast as they can. Uh, So, is there any other international cricket going on, Ross?
3: Uh, (laughs) There is. There's the Bangladesh versus West Indies series, but it disappeared off my um, screen here because it it. must be over. They must have scrubbed it off
0: the internet because it was so bad.
3: Uh, That's an interesting one because I looked it up to see who was playing and Shakib Al-Hassan made his um, return to international cricket after being Uh, outed for 12 months for... um, Betting on cricket, I believe. Uh, it was no, refusing no.
2: to. Yeah, didn't come forward when someone uh, like did. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Right. So um, there are three ODIs, all in um, Bangladesh. Would you believe? Because it was a West Indies tour of that country. And uh, here's the scorecard. All oh, right. They, are Back to here? what we know
1: best, guys. Oh. Reading out numbers.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't have any nicknames though. Right. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Looking for a series page.
1: I think while you're doing that, Ross, the key point was this: is West Indies sent out a yes. India-style second-string team to, for this oh, series? It's something
3: weird. Yeah. yeah,
1: they must have all been playing T20s somewhere. I well, guess. I don't know. Well, I Carlos guess... Brathwaite still yeah. was still at the Sixers.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't get it. The um, poo in
1: your
0: pants run. He left the stars, so maybe he played in these. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs>
3: Nicholas Who ran down my leg. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, but he didn't play. He left the oh. Stars, but he didn't play. Maybe he's gone to the T10 league. I oh, don't know maybe. what's going on there. Yeah. Right. So here we go. Here's the West Indies team. So stop me when you've heard of these guys before Sunil Ambrose, Joshua yep. De Silva. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I> mean,
4: sorry.
3: <laughs> Andre McCarthy, Jason Muhammad, Kyle Mayers, Nakuma Bona, Frovman <laughs> Cow, Raymond Reefer. Elzari Joseph, Akeel Hossein, and Chamar Holder. So no. I think that was Jason's younger brother, Chamar. Uh, Elzari Joseph, I seem to remember. Didn't he play with um, in the last World Cup? Remember he, that Andre he,
0: bloke from WrestleMania 3 when he fought Hulk Hogan? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes. Okay. And um, <laughs> <laughs> was the Bangladesh team it was those names, you know, you know Lytton Das and Tami Mikbaal. Uh, Shakibal Hassan, Ishper Rahman, Mamadoula, bloke with one name, Brazilian, um, Bangladeshi, bloke, yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, so that was pretty crap. Here's what happened in the scores: 122 all out, West Indies. Yeah, Yeah. West Indies 122 all out, and the Bangers chased down in 34 overs, four down. Shakibal's son was man of the match for his uh, four for eight off 7.2 overs. <laughs> Fair return to the crease and then made 19 with that. So, you know, yeah, why not? Did um,
1: <laughs> did was there like you know a printing error with the letter that got sent out from Bangladesh requesting the tour? Did they accidentally type West Indies A on the end of it or something <laughs> like that? Like, because it just seems
3: like a it is a it is weird, yeah. yeah. Second game, West Indies batted first. They got a bit better 122 last game. They made 148 this game. Oh, Incrementally, on. Incremental
1: advancements.
3: Mm. Yeah. Rovman Power, 41. And Shakir um, Hassan, 2 for 30 off 10. So, it wasn't quite as effective. But it just make 43 not out as they paced it down in 34 overs. So, bully to them. And then the third game followed a familiar pattern, as you can imagine. Uh, West Indies uh, batted second oh um, shit yeah because they let Bangladesh run up a cricket score of 297 for 6 with um 64s <laughs> to Tamim Iqbal Mushbukar Rahim and Mamadullah. they all made 64 oh, that's yeah. Yeah. curious yeah. Mm. yeah it's like someone and bet it. on it
0: yeah <laughs>
3: West Indies, target of 298 from their 50 overs. They incremental improvement. They lasted 44.2 overs this time and made 177. So oh, if they played days. another 15 ODIs, they might make it up to about <laughs> 250
4: yeah, and
3: spat nice. their whole overs. Actually, not 15. Another three or four ODIs. Maybe a seven-game series for the last one. they would be making about 270. Yeah. Hmm. All righty. I'm glad I shared that series. There's bizarre stuff going on there. A weird series. series. Um, They're currently playing a um, Bangladeshi Chairman's 11 against the West Indies tour match for three days. And the first test is in Chattigram from Feb 3 to 7. And then they're going back to Dhaka for the second one, Feb 11 to 15. That's it. Mm. That's pretty much a standard tour these days: three ODIs and two tests, or the more um, the current ones that are happening. England are in Sri Lanka for just two tests, no other games, Mm. and South Africa in Pakistan for two tests, no other games. Mm. So there you go. guess we can play them in a bit in two weeks and then go home again.
1: Yep. Got to get those games in for the uh, championship.
3: That's it. That's it. it.
0: Hmm. Alrighty. Thank you, Ross. So um, from that international cricket, we're going to quickly touch on the BBL, which is in the process of winding the fuck up after this, <laughs> after what has felt like this seven year season. So, um, <laughs> going longer than COVID. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> ah. Um, so too. I mm. sat down uh, mm. yesterday and watched the triple header. And whilst I watched the triple header, I did all the votes in the Camp And I'm now not going to read them out because it'll take fucking forever. Yes. So in the last fortnight, I think they've played something like 25 games. Or oh, like. yeah. Um, I have the Camp <laughs> yeah. here too, guys. Oh, no, so, um, so we'll start. So I'll just read out the leaderboard. We'll go... Um, from fifth to first, and we'll announce the winner of the pre- prestigious Campbell's medal. So, um, in fifth, uh, we have an equal four-way tie for fifth on seven votes. We have Pierre Siddle, Jake oh. Weatherald, what the feckity? It's Mark Steketee and Sean Marsh, who had a who come out of the box early, Marshy, and stormed to seven and didn't get another vote for the rest of the season.
2: Then his feed got stuck in the mud. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, in equal fourth on stuck eight votes. Stuck in the marsh. <laughs> got stuck in the swamp. In
2: uh, the mo- thanks for explaining me, Joke. Sorry, uh, I, going, I actually
1: Mick. was like, oh, books, Mr. Trick here. This <laughs> he should have so, said marsh. That's what I actually thought. So, in equal in equal fourth, <laughs> we've got
0: um, Conceived in a Sex Tape, Benny McDermott from the Hobart Hurricanes got eight votes, as did the big show, Glenny Maxwell from the Stars, got eight votes as well. Um, oh, Glenny. In third, all on his lonesome with nine votes, was uh, Dan Christian of the Sixers, who basically, he was um, penthouse or outhouse for a lot of this season. He either won yeah. a game by himself or just stunk it up. So, First um,
3: ballers he, or yeah, match he got an, He
0: got yeah. enough votes to come in third. In equal second on 10 votes, we have a four-way tie. Oh, goodness. So we have Jai Richardson of the Scorchers, Darcy Short of the Hobart Hurricanes, Alex so well. Hales of the Thunder, who also took home the gold helmet for the most runs for the season, Boo hiss. and Chris Lynn of the Brisbane Heat. Oh. So that leaves us with our winner on 12 votes yes. from the Sydney Sixers. It is Josh Cruel Intentions, Philippe. <laughs> hey. Hey. So well done to young Josh. He had, a, he had a very, very good season with the bat Um. He, like I said, I, I think he'll be on a plane to New Zealand later in February. Yes, David?
2: Philippe's stats, 14 matches, 454 runs, at an average of 32, strike rate of just under 150, uh, 300s and a high score of 95, plus 14 catches and a stumping.
1: Jeez, good year or season.
0: Do you say 300s? You mean 350s and a high score
2: of 95? Yeah, 350s, no 100s. Yeah. Sorry, is that what I said?
0: Yeah, because he said three hundreds. I'm like, how did he get ninety-five? Oh, <laughs> Many <laughs> he,
2: humble apologies.
0: Yeah. But um he was, I think him and Ben McDermott both had ninety-five. They until Hales and Carey made those tons late in the season, that was the top individual score for majority of the season as well. So well done to young Josh. Like I said, like I was mentioned earlier in the podcast, I think he's got a pretty bright future ahead of him if he keeps on this upward trajectory that he's currently on. Um so from there we talk we talk about going from the penthouse to the outhouse. Now we talk about the Andrew Johns Medal, which is voted on by me as well because I did all the votes um, for the worst player in the BBL this season. So um, coming in with uh, three votes in equal third is the entire Melbourne Renegades <laughs> team. <Cambridge. laughs> Now in equal second on four votes. Now remember the way I did this for these for some of these chaps was if your team got votes, you got a vote, and then mm-hmm. you got votes when you played badly as well. Yep. So on four votes from the Melbourne Renegades, Bo Webster. Um, <laughs> on four votes from the Melbourne Renegades, <laughs> Sean Marsh.
2: <laughs>
0: and on four votes from the Melbourne Renegades, Imad Wasim. Jeez. Yeah. And on four votes from the Melbourne Renegades, which is a fair effort by this bloke, because he only played about six games, Riley Russo. <laughs> <so right laughs> under oh, him. He stunk it. Uh, Joe Burns also got four votes for the about three games he played, because at one point, I just kept giving him votes, so fuck. <laughs> um, in one game, he got 31 in one game, and the fucking stats thing I was reading had him as man of the match. like, fuck off, he's not man of the match. 31, give me spell. Um, But the winner of the Andrew Johns medal... With five votes, he unfortunately, he would have been, we would have actually had about a seven-man tie on four votes, but his team, when he was injured, stunk it up and got a vote by themselves, so he gets a vote because he's part of that squad, and that is the wood chopper himself, the man with the fucking teeth that look like a jack-o'-lantern, Pierre Siddle! Pierre Siddle!
2: Best and worst. Jeez. Well done.
0: But he had the same thing. He was either really good or fucking yeah. really Fuck, bad. All right.
2: I'll tell you who's a bit um, who's a bit lucky and potentially because he's one of our boys, but fucking Aaron Finch
3: doesn't have a yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got his numbers here, actually. It's got a lot of Spice Man about it. He yeah. got, uh, what Can I, I just
1: we... say before you start, I think he got lucky because he played in the Renegade's team. Yeah. So, so uh, the, pretty much yeah. those three that the Renegade's team got,
0: Finch, you probably would have got them in all of those <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> But yeah. So you made um, 39 on the 29th of December, yeah. and then since the 1st of Jan, so this year 2021,
1: 18, eight, zero, 14, thirteen zero ten four six. Oof, some yeah, good numbers young. right there. Gotta get those numbers up. They're
3: rookie numbers. Yeah. So that's um, ten games. Yeah.
0: So, and our final award, which I haven't decided yet, because we're gonna—I thought we'd do a little bit of a discussion and try and see what we think—is um, the Jay Dernbach, which is awarded for the worst international player of the BBL. So, um, I'll go first. My vote is for South African Riley Rusu, who um, came out here looking like he ate about thirty-five <laughs> sausage rolls, and he feared like a spud. And made fuck all runs. And he managed those. And he got those four votes in the Andrew Johns out of about six games. That's how well he was going. So he's my vote for the uh, Jay Dernbach. So I'll throw over to Dave. Who is your vote for the I'm still
2: going the Spice, man. Even though he sort of got a – he strung a few at the end of the year. I mean, he was fucking piss poor pretty
0: much the whole tournament. He had a lot of media about him too, (sighs) which which makes it worse, I reckon.
3: And did a lot of dancing. Yeah. All righty. I, I
0: already know Russell's vote, so I'll throw it to Alex. Alex, who's your vote for the Jade Doombark?
1: Oh, look, I think i have got to go the Spice Man as yeah, well. Fair enough. Uh, for all the reasons stated. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. is, is and lastly, lucky I picked
3: up on this yeah. Spice Man being crap because he's thrown <laughs> under the radar. Aaron Finch, 12 matches, 173 runs, an average of 14.42. But lucky for him, he's from Colac. Because um, Andre <laughs> Fletcher is from Grenada, so he can win <laughs> the Jade Dernbach medal. He, his run of scores somewhere between six and eighteen was was ended only by one score of eighty nine not out, and that's all he made. And then he pissed off to the T <laughs> ten league.
1: Yeah.
3: That, all right, at that a great. slow
1: rate too. I reckon Ross.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a tricky picture. I watched that game. He was okay. Okay. He was going okay. Yeah. Not not thrashing it, but yeah, it was fine. All so, right. If they, I read yeah. one more time how Brian Lyra gave him a phone call to help him make that eighty nine, I just want to spew up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's dancing when he took catches. Like, mate, you just you spit, you, you know. You, don't, you don't like flair, do you, you Ross? Like not he, a flair man. Anyone who yeah. shows a little bit of flair. Well, if if he'd taken. No, Rick Flair for example, yeah, like catch, him. He, took, he took a good catch down in Hover and he did a dent. That was fair enough. He then took a regulation one about three overs later and busted a few moves. I was like, mate, you can't bat. Just He <laughs> took a regulation catch. Just, you know, try, roll it back to the umpire and, you know, walk back to your mark. Get on okay. with
0: it. All righty. So with that three to one vote, most, uh, most, I do tend to agree with it. I just wanted to get stuck in a Riley Russo, but that's all right. So it is Jay Dernbach medal for the uh, BBL 10, the 10th season of the BBL is the Spiceman Andre Fletcher from the Melbourne Stars. Anyone so, who brings
3: their own shitty nickname with them deserves to win that. And I just read here that Johnny Bairstow I think given to him by is... Danny
0: Morrison, which fucking, that makes me Jay Dernbach yeah, yeah. or Boy itself. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I just read here that Melbourne Stars, um, Johnny Bairstow was unavailable and he was replaced by Andre Fletcher. Yeah. Fuck, I wish Johnny Bester had come and made a Spice Man run of scores yeah, and I could true. have it yeah. to him. Yeah. Oh, that would have made me happy. I don't even know Andre Fletcher, but I hate <laughs> Johnny Bairstow. He's bullied his <laughs> mouth <laughs> That's like,
0: like, I reckon, Bairstow Fletcher. Yeah. Um... <laughs> All righty. So, we'll just finally touch on... So, to the, the BBL season's wrapped up. So, we're now heading into the final. So, we'll just quickly run through the ladder. So, top of the ladder was the Sydney Sixers with 36 points. Scorchers were second with 32. Thunder were third with 31. Heat and the Heat, with, heat of fourth 29. Strikers come fifth with 28 points. They were equal with Hobart, who come sixth with 28 and got knocked out on run rate or... Yeah, net run rate. The uh, Stars came seventh on 24, and the Renegades came dead bone motherless last with 16 points. Good so team. um, last night's game was ruined by the Bash Boost, so congratulations oh. to Trent Woodhill. It was, it was the yeah. last game of the season, which actually would have decided finals. And due to your new fucked up system, the game was decided in 10 overs and then just a waste from that point on. So congratulations, you fucking dumb cunt. Um. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I have to agree with that, Mick. That was very frustrating. That was a great – it was actually a good finish. They needed uh, 10 or 11 off the last over. And um, um, Dan Christian, as he's wont to do, hit Billy Stanlake's second ball for six and then they got it done. But, you know, he loves that shot, uh, pulls it over square leg. Yeah. Huge arc shot. Yep. Um, Yeah, he's an amazing cricketer, Dan Christian. I cannot understand why the Renegades ever got rid of him. Yeah. Uh, look what he's doing. Like, I know he's making a blob and that, but it's like sometimes he comes out when they're setting runs and, you know, doesn't quite um, come off. But when they're chasing, he's like Bevan or Mike Hussey back in the day. He just paces yeah. exactly how he knows it has to be paced. Hits big balls, doesn't muck in. You know, could come in in a chase and strike at 200 just from the get-go, no problem. Yeah. He's phenomenal.
0: All righty. So, um, before we... Fo- we'll just wrap up in a sec. But Before we do that, we'll just touch on the BBL the, um, finals yes yeah,
3: yeah so the first finals called the slaughter and that's no um... no, it's no not. is that it? No.
0: oh <laughs> no, so maybe. so the way the system works it's got a, it's got a bit of an american style uh wild card system to it so basically cuz we have a top 5 they have one plays two and the winner of one and two which is the sixers and the scorchers go straight into the granny the loser of that goes into what they call the challenger which is effectively a prelim Ooh. final so that, it will go
1: off Mike's whistle. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um. So that's on. So that's the qualifier, which is on Saturday, the thirtieth of June. So this Saturday coming. So on Friday we have the eliminator, which is effectively an elimination final. That is the Heat and the Strikers who were fourth and fifth. So yeah. they are playing for the right on Sunday to play the third place team, the Sydney Thunder. Uh-huh. So, then the, so then the winner of that game, which is called the knockout will then go into the challenger game to play the loser of the qualifier. You following me? Because I fucking bet you're not. So basically, (laughs) effectively, one plays two, winner in the granny. Three plays the winner of four and five. (laughs) They play the loser of two, and then they go in
1: the granny. This reminds me of the movie movie Basketball.
3: You know, when they're (laughs) trying to explain the divisions crossing
1: (laughs) over. It is
3: fucking ridiculous. I've got the diagram in front of me. And oh, that's what, I, that's what I'm reading off, Ross. And it's yeah, yeah. still
0: confusing. <laughs> it doesn't
3: have where they finished on the ladder. It's just got these names and it just yeah. says the Eliminator. It doesn't say it's fourth, versus two, It's just got the team names. Yeah, that's why I had but, the but ladder. That's
0: why on my document I've got the ladder above it so I fucking know uh, who's from where. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, and they've followed, actually, my um, suggestion and they're playing all the finals at Manica, Oval in Canberra. Yeah. Not quite. Uh, no, just the the Eliminator's Gabba. Yeah, yeah the, the Sydney teams have to play there. Yeah. Um, uh, that's interesting because I think they've, the only thing I say is um, interesting they went for a Friday, Saturday. I know it's all TV based. So obviously yeah. Channel 7, what they want. Friday, Saturday, Sunday night final. Because yeah, they really Saturday avoided 15. that Sunday night final. Yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then I think they missed a trick. The second week, there's no games from Sunday through to Thursday. I actually think that the challenger game would be better on the Wednesday just yep. to give a bit of build up to the final on the Saturday. Yeah. This thing is a bit tight. I think the whole purpose of having the longer final series was to have some build up to the final because it used to go semi final, semi final, one day off, then the final. Yeah. And it made it, yeah, there's only Friday off. It's still the same. So I thought the whole idea was to give some sort of build up to the final. So maybe that challenger game should be um, Wednesday or even Tuesday to give like yeah. four days. Yeah, you but know, amp it up. But I'm not sure how many people actually care. I think I think the main it disappointment
0: yeah. from this whole BBL final setup is there hasn't been a debate about who's going to be the pregame entertainment. Mm. Like so I think that's really disappointing. So um Hopefully, that gets, you know, starts to get debated in the next couple of days as we build up to the finals. Yeah. Cause it's extremely important who plays yeah. the shitty cover of Working <laughs> Class Man before the BBL.
1: do me a joke there, Mick. I was going to say, what young Aussie bands are we going to make play covers of old Aussie bands? <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um yeah. I so. think it
3: should be actually with this timing always being the first seventeen February, the famous, you know, like last seventeen September, BBL mm. yeah. final first seventeen February, should of course be the uh, winner of Triple J's Hottest One. 100. 100. Uh, yeah, and just come out and there they play and a cover play, of Six no. and Out's classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that was. Uh, I think that we should have Six and Out That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Interesting you talk about music, Mick. Because uh, just a final thought from me: <laughs> uh, came across my desk so at Elise Perry's uh, top five favorite tracks of all time,
4: yeah,
3: including, uh, including... Elise Perry's. Maybe she's thirty I don't know when this Powderfinger album came out. Maybe she would have been ten years old when it came out, so that's fair enough. Um, some other tracks I've never heard of in modern music, and then on the list, top five: True Blue. <laughs> Well, John now, I did it by John Williamson I did a bit of oh. research about this Now this song came out before she was born And I thought <laughs> well she must have been a massive devotee Of of course everyone's famously known Favourite fan of True Blue Steve Waugh Yes And That's I thought man, there Adam are strong yes. Yeah there is strong <laughs> parallels between um, uh, uh, Country Victoria and the suburbs of Sydney That they really <laughs> love their Australiana <laughs> but I actually, actually, I think I might have joined the dots on this because mm-hmm. I've been reading a lot of the gossip mags lately. And did you yes. know Nathan Lyon's uh, uh, proposed to his girlfriend? Did you know that? I've been reading about oh, that. Wow. she's
0: me. way too yeah. hot to be fucking saying yes to Nathan Lyons. I know
3: that. Yeah. And I also read that, unfortunately, Elise Perry and her husband, Matt Tomu, I think he's how he you pronounce yes. it, uh, separated. And he's got a new girlfriend. That's pretty upsetting. Yeah. I have anyway, nothing to do with uh, that,
0: just for those wondering. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.
3: Matt Tomu is a wallaby, or was a wallaby, or walla-what a wallaby. Anyway, do you know who does the pre-match entertainment at Wallaby's Test Matches?
1: John John Weaves. John,
3: fucking, Fucking sunshine on your goddamn goddamn daughter's wings.
1: Winston, yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, Singing singing Waltzing Matilda, he did that at the 99 World Cup, I think, or something Ah, like those Well,
3: He used to to get out on like you know, the Sydney football stadium with a wallaby scarf around his Ah, neck and his guitar (laughs) Ah. and a stupid hat on and sing... Waltzing Matilda yeah. And True blue No doubt Would have been yep. the and So I reckon But uh, at least Very big rugby Person from Sydney And Previously married To a Wallaby That might be where so, that Yeah comes I
1: think from. that's it I'm surprised mm. he hasn't Heard Reading my cover Which is on Spotify at the moment Of Hey Shane Warren. So Yeah um, <laughs> Free into every, free. Uh, it's uh, on the front counter a Saturday. It's uh, $10 <laughs> for the single CDs. It's in the
3: bargain bin. Get and it at all
1: HMV stores.
3: <laughs> a third connection, because there's the Steve Waugh connection, the Matt Tomer connection, and yeah. there's the little-known yeah. uh, third connection that when she was quite young, she actually watched on TV. She's about six or seven years old at the time. She watched it on TV a funeral. Oh, shit. At least, you know, had always dreamt of wearing the green and gold of Australia, and she thought he had a deep connection with someone who often, who often wore khaki green. Mm-hmm. It was, of course, the man who tried to um, placate a stingray by sticking his thumb up at bum.
0: we still recording? It's not your best work, Ross. You might want to wind this up so I can close the podcast. Yeah, oh, get into yeah. sensitive. This might be the yeah.
1: second time we need to uh, edit the
0: podcast. All right. With that being said, this is the Frederick Sock, Sock Company Studios, and um, we're going to sign off this podcast because Ross has lost his goddamn fucking mind. He's uh, so, coming in and out of the darkness like a f- fucking ghost. So, um, yeah, all right. Thank you. Yes. Fuck you. Bye. See you later. <laughs> See you guys.
3: (laughs)